Hey, Cheesemosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheesemic Queens. Amen. <laughs> that works. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheesemic Queens. And if you don't know what Cheesemen means, it means gossip. And we have all the gossip. We have all the tea on Married at First Sight. Today we are covering Married at First Sight Season 15, Episode 18 and 19. That's right. The reunion. We're smushing them together. Part 1 and Part 2 because it was just a big old clip show. So stupid. <laughs> like when I turned on, well, went to turn on the show, I was like, wait, it's three hours? Because then they, after the reunion, they had another clip show like mm -hmm. looking back and it's like we were there we don't need to look back <laughs> we just look back with the entire cast why would we need to look back some more so stupid so stupid before we get into it though let's just hit up some cheese may you got any you'd like to share with the class today you go first okay no problem so first and foremost <laughs> they're still looking for cast members for denver but but this is the last chance it says it's the last chance to apply for denver <laughs> I even saw a post where they were talking about um, referrals. They're like, if you get hit up by production and you're not interested, tell your friends. Damn. <laughs> Struggle bus. Struggle bus on kinetic content casting. Yikes. So there's that. Uh, next, Johnny Lamb, Houston season, is in the recording studio. Gonna drop a Christmas album with his company. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just like a funny e-card or to something to send their clients. I forget what he does. Um, do you know what he does? I don't care. Yeah, I think it's like in tech or something, but I'm pretty sure it's just something like that. I don't think it's an actual Christmas album. <laughs> Him and Steve could hook up and, you know, do the remix. It could go, it could go far. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that. Next, Gil, also Houston cast. Um, apparently he has a second job doing a little side hustle at United Airlines. He, I don't know what he does. He's in like an orange vest and he's like on the runway where people, where the planes take off and stuff. He says, if y'all thought I traveled too much now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now my flights are free. So I guess all that traveling with that other company got him the travel bug. And since he didn't have to pay for it, he was like, how else can I get free, free flights? So... There's that. Not mad at it. Good idea, if you have the time. And he is still a firefighter. Yes. He made a point to, I guess people were asking him about it, and he made a point to state that he does still, you know, save lives and cats from trees and shit. <laughs> There's that. Uh, next, I have a person who saw Lindy on the flight that she was on. I think there was it was either from, like, San Diego to Seattle or vice versa. And at first she saw her by herself and she didn't you know didn't go approach her or anything like that but she wanted to but then um they saw miguel they weren't sitting next to each other or anything they were both flying coach in different seats and um like avoiding each other so wasn't sure what that was about but that happened uh lastly and this one's a sad one i didn't you know not that i liked Olajuwon at all but katina seemed happy so katina's happy i'm happy but katina and Olajuwon are no more they announced a divorce uh yesterday and um of course asking for privacy and all that so and she even turned off the comments so nobody would be like why why did he cheat did he do this did he do that so after one year of marriage, they are no more. 
Married at First Sight fan did us the favor and tallied up the success rate for each season, and um, it's a 20% success rate. There are zero couples still together from season 13, 14, and, well, well it says and 15, so. This is, oh. Mm. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they know something we don't, but um, 12 couples out of 59 couples. Pitiful. Not great not great but yeah that's all i have for my chisme not not much going on in the world of married at first sight all right so as far as chisme goes on my end i do have some follow-up as far as katina and elijah go okay so we did see last week katina put up a post on her instagram stories showing that her and elijah were moving out of their first apartment but little did we know why <laughs> That's right. We were talking about that. They were like, oh, I guess they got a, either a bigger apartment or they bought a new house. We were thinking in the positive. Mm -hmm. But nope, it was the 1st of November and time to get out. Yup. <laughs> so already it's been two weeks they haven't been together. Mm -mm. Um, I did see some other information as far as, I guess, the timeline of this. Because, I mean, of course, for us, it seems like it's out of nowhere. But yeah. it's like, how long has this really been going on? Uh, they just had their first anniversary in July. Mm -hmm. On August 1st, Olajuwon put up a post uh, showing they had a one-year anniversary photo shoot. So he put up a post from that and had like a super mushy caption um, about you know celebrating their first year together. And then as recently, well, not really, uh, the next post he put up was a couple of weeks after that on the 14th, where it was, again, some pictures and a really super mushy caption about how he's thankful for God sending him this wonderful woman and the love that she gives him is like none other and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now they are no longer. So I'm like, so was this her idea? It's mm. sounding like it. <laughs> Probably so. And even after they put up their joint statement, uh, he put in his stories a broken heart emoji and a 100. Oh. So. Mm. I mean, if we get anything from their season, one could only take so much of, man, you can't cook. Man, you can't do this. Man, you don't clean. You know, so that gets old real quick. I'm surprised it took a year. Uh, any cover up uh, tattoo ideas? Oh. Ooh, wait, who has, he has that big one. Yeah. But it's just a skeleton. It, it's not. Married at first sight. Yeah. But. but mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can get some more predator uh, art. <laughs> like his neck tattoo. Um, I watched this TikTok person who covers up names mm -hmm. with other like wording or art or whatever. It's very fascinating. I was like, how creative your brain is. But. Of course, if somebody, uh, they probably have customers coming in at least three times a day. Can you cover this name up? <laughs> so. Have you seen that meme of that guy who had like the chick's name tatted once and then he got it covered up and then he did it again and had to get that covered up yes. and then he did it again? <laughs> yes, like, I saw that. Stop. If it's not your <laughs> child, probably, or Jesus, maybe you shouldn't consider <laughs> getting a name tatted on you. Just yeah. saying. Well, that's interesting. Interesting stuff. The only other thing I said was, um, I know I posted on Reddit like, oh shit, Isaac is back, y'all. Boston better oh. watch out. <laughs> and I said, I know like his DMs are probably flooded right now. And that's oh, like, yeah. as good as he could want it. 
I also said that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Katina and Jasmina as Turn Up Twins 2.0 to replace um, or be a less drunk version of Clara and Virginia. Yeah, they're way more classier than Virginia. <laughs> don't even, don't even put them in the same category. Oh my gosh. But I think that would be a good time. I know I was looking at Jasmina's stories today and she went mm-hmm. to uh, R&B only last night, which mm-hmm. I went to when it was here a couple years ago. Good old time, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so super fun. And she just looked like she was having a ball. She looked toe up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I know when I went, um, she went with her girls. I went on a date. It was a super cute date. Like it's so... Basically, it's like a mashup between like a concert and like a club kind of thing. There's like mm-hmm. a DJ and a host and they just play like old 90s, 2000s R&B music like the whole night. And That's you just, awesome. you know, grind your life away. <laughs> like you're 17 again. There you go. <laughs> Good times. But um, I would like to see them out and about. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, Katina has her blog. Get that going again. You know, get that mm-hmm. content creator bag. Yeah, I thought she was doing it again. I hadn't checked recently. I hadn't looked either. I was like, I might have stopped following them just because I don't live in Boston. <laughs> so Or that part. There's that. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Jasmina, she also recently had a birthday. Um, I know you said that you thought Katina was, because she went on a trip. Yeah, I thought Katina went with her. Well, now that we know that she's, uh, you know, fresh on the market, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's, I thought she went with her because I, I thought there was like a picture of them together at the beach or something like that. I don't know. This hindsight, this 2020 hindsight we're getting yep. now. Yep. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, speaking of birthdays, Jessica and Austin from Atlanta season, I believe, they uh, just celebrated their baby's first birthday. Aww. So it looked like a super cute party. It was uh, camp themed and they looked to be happy going strong. So good for them i didn't watch that season <laughs> they were the uh oatmeal nothing uh, couple yeah. of the season they had like no problems whatsoever the entire time and <laughs> stayed married and are happy now there you go what's supposed to happen on this show it looks like amani had to do a little bit of a clap back in her instagram stories apparently she was getting some not hate necessarily but some kind of body image comments uh, from Halloween. So if you guys didn't see, uh, they had a family costume. They dressed up as the Incredibles. And a lot of people under the comments were talking about her being pregnant again, which is a big no-no. Everybody knows if you're oh not sure gosh. if someone is pregnant, don't make the assumption. Wow. And like, the baby is only like six. Like she just had the baby. Yeah, that's a postpartum body, assholes. Man. So yeah, she took to her stories to say you know that's not cool and you know if you don't have anything nice to say just keep it to yourself like period mm-hmm. since the holiday season is upon us if you're looking for uh, a christmas film to check out apparently netflix has a new movie called falling for christmas starring Lindsay lohan i saw that <laughs> and apparently isis from season nine is also makes a cameo in the uh movie I don't know how big, I hate Christmas and I definitely hate Christmas movies, uh, especially the corny like Hallmark variety. So I definitely will not be watching this, but apparently it's not a good movie anyway. And uh, it doesn't look like she has like a 
like a major part because people were trying to figure out if it was her. And I guess it was so fast that people had to like go back and back and back. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like a really quick part. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. Um, I don't like Hallmark movies, but I used to like Lindsay Lohan a la, you know, Parent Trap and Mean Girls and stuff. So I'm going to give her a chance, even though she's crazy. <laughs> about to say why yeah for nostalgia's sake you know throw her a bone get those ratings up and um see if i can make it 10 minutes and if i can i'm gonna try and finish it well good luck with that (laughs) if i have time there's that good luck that's all i have to say (laughs) uh your boy mark is still out here doxing his damn starbucks location again apparently he might have just been training at the one that he mentioned previously but has now moved to his permanent location where she gave the full address for so if you're looking for mark just check his instagram so you can see uh he'll probably post a picture of his schedule at this point (laughs) so you can swing by and get a a, what is it sugar cookie oat milk latte or whatever the fuck they have right now uh the only other thing i saw was believe it or not Michelle Obama watches this program. Specifically said, I like dating shows like Married at First Sight. And they showed a clip of Alexis and Justin's wedding. No. She has a new special coming out. And I guess they were asking her about her TV habits. And so, yeah, she's one of us. Does the president also watch it? Can you imagine Barack and Michelle, like, in bed talking about Mitch? They're so classy. I can't even imagine. (laughs) They speak about such important things. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's awesome. Everybody has to have a way to unwind, you know, relax. This is true. This is true. Kick back on Wednesday nights. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it on the old uh, Lifetime and get your life. You should tweet at her and say, what's your stance on, I don't know, Mitch and Kristen? Uh, could you imagine knowing that Barack and Michelle watched you have sex on TV? Oh my god. Like, I'd be appalled. <laughs> it's already appalling anybody had to see it. <laughs> but that, that right there. It's like, they're like right under your family. Like your mom, and then like right under that is Michelle. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the cheese may I got for this week and last week. All right. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Um, right. So if you have any chisme or you want to send it our way, go ahead and DM us on our social media accounts. On Instagram, we are at Podcast, And on Twitter, we are at Queens. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just get this going. Married at First Sight, season 15, episodes 18 and 19, The Reunion, part one and two. Starts out with a group chat with Kevin. Do you want to talk about that? So basically they do... Um little bit of banter about how it feels seeing each other and what it was like watching themselves on TV. They all basically say that it's been a learning experience for them. They were able to see themselves and recognize things they didn't know about themselves before and or were too hard-headed to believe when someone else was pointing it out to them. But now they've seen it with their own eyes and like, oh, I am an asshole. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Some more than others. Oh, yeah. Uh, then they immediately go, just as we were talking, into a smut session of Nate and Stasha. They've uh, merged together all of their hot and spicy moments to make a feature-length film for everyone. Uh, apparently, this is the first time the cast has seen this footage because they were acting like we were at home, like, what is this? Why is this happening? <laughs> 
and they all seemed shocked by it. Uh, Stasha says that as far as it went with showing this kind of stuff, she was just basically going with the flow. If the cameras caught it, they caught it. And, you know, they can do as they please with that footage. That also reminds me, I forgot a chisme thing. Speaking of, literally in their contract, Married at First Sight fan posted um, an excerpt from the contract for the show. Mm -hmm. It says that I understand that in and in connection with this program, I may reveal and or relate. um, And it talks about with other members, other parties, production, staff, crew, my family, friends, business associates may reveal and or relate information about me. My personal, private, surprising, defamatory, disparaging, embarrassing, or unfavorable nature that may be factual or fictional. Wow. I further understand that my appearance, depiction, and or portrayal in and in connection with the program and my actions and the actions of others displayed in and in connection with the program may expose me to public ridicule, humiliation, and condemnation, and may portray me in a false light. I knowingly assume the risk of any actual or alleged consequences of my such appearance, depiction, portrayal, and or display. And they have to initial that they are signing off that they understand they are going to be edited and whatever happens, happens. And oh, well. Wow. Because I know there was a lot of discussion, um, especially about Justin. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be able to handle, because people do not like him. No, I even no, saw no. on our own Instagram, we had a post about him and it went up. Like yeah. people had a lot to say. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I've been seeing like the Reddit, uh, subreddits and stuff. And people are really questioning if he's going to be okay from like a mental standpoint. We're seeing all this backlash and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even... And even we know in his last relationship, homeboy fucking moved to the woods for like two years after he broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. And that's when nobody knew. Then double that down with him being with a partner who just like flamed his ass constantly. No wonder he was crying every day. I know. So, but again, like they said, they, you literally signed off on it. And uh, you know, and I always say this, you say what you say, right? Producers can get you to say things and they can persuade you to say things. And at the end of the day, those are the words you choose that come out of your mouth. So yep, they can only manipulate what you give them to work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think it's like um, some producers probably have favorites. And if you're an asshole to them, guess what? You're going to look like an asshole on TV. Yeah, that's what we saw last season with Alyssa. Production said that she was an asshole the entire time and they didn't want to deal with her. Mm-hmm. And look what edit she got. Yep. But nonetheless, back to this reunion. Um, <laughs> Kevin asked the cast if they're all on good terms. And Justin quickly makes it known that he does not like Nate. In fact, he accuses Nate of being fake and two different people. And of course, Nate is like rolling his eyes, blowing this off. And he says... He asked for an example and this is when Justin gets defensive and is like, well, I don't have to give you an example. And Nate says, because you can't, because there's no, there's no foundation to this. Yeah. Um, So then Justin thinks about it for a minute and he recalls that Nate claims that he wasn't raised to get into other people's business, but he got involved in Ben's marriage and that whole situation and had really strong opinions about Morgan and her behavior 
and other things throughout the season, which they make them. They have no choice. (laughs) They're having interviews. (laughs) They're asking each cast member questions. I bet you each cast member got asked the same questions and whoever had the best response or best reaction or most conflicting answer or whatever made it into the show. Yeah, I, I... I'm with Nathan on this one. Like you're just talking to talk, bro. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Nate says at this point, he wasn't trying to be anybody's therapist. It's not his job to tend to Justin and Kiki with him or whatever. He was there to find a wife and concentrate on that relationship. He wasn't here to be kicking it with the homies. So then this is when they start getting petty. (laughs) (laughs) And Nate says that Justin is just a crybaby. And then this is when Justin throws his like big joker on the table and is like, well, you were attracted to me. You were making passes at me. You tried to hit on me twice uh, before all this started. And Nate is like, what are you even talking about? I don't even talk to you. Like (laughs) when, how? And um, again, they're just kind of going back and forth. Justin is trying to like, like flex on or um, yeah, like flex on Nate. Like you need to be quiet. You need to calm down, boy. Like, you need to stay in your place and all this kind of stuff. He's talking hella trash. Yeah. And Justin explains further that Nate had complimented him on his skin and his teeth on two consecutive days. So obviously Nate wants him, clearly. <laughs> I know I said on Twitter that if anything, if Nate was giving him compliments, it was for Justin to have more confidence in himself. Like he was just trying to boost your man's up. Like that was it. I can see that. And this is when Nate says he's totally comfortable with his sexuality. Um, It's nothing to him that if somebody looks good, they look good, man or woman, doesn't matter. Justin's the one that's crying every day. So maybe you need to look into that. (laughs) Then they like, this sets off Justin. And then he starts like, you know, we could take this outside and standing up and trying to get in Nate's fate. Nate is sitting there looking at him like, what are you really going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Because, I mean, we can. If you want to go catch me outside, we can. (laughs) But Justin is giving that, like, hold me back, son. Hold me back, like, energy. (laughs) It's like, you ain't trying to do nothing. You was just waiting for security to come run out here and pretend like they have to drag you to the back. Calm down. I think Ben pretty much was the only one who stood up and like trying to hold him back. Kevin did eventually. It was Kristen giving her like scared white lady. Oh no. Background. <laughs> and Mitch acting exactly how I would expect him to act like not getting into it. Remember that time at the bar where like some dude kept hitting you? Like not hitting you, like bumping you a little bit every time he passed. You probably don't remember this. And then mm-hmm. I... I went up in his face and our two male friends who, you know, moved aside. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> exactly how I thought they would, would insert themselves. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was defending my woman. Hey, man, I wasn't trying to go to jail. I know. I know. But <laughs> after he bumped you the third time, I was like, you know what? You need to stop it. Of course, it didn't help. And I was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Oh, bitches get knocked out. That's some true. people do not care. <laughs> this is true. I did not get kicked out, though. That's all right. Or knocked out. I didn't get kicked out or knocked out. And he we, stopped bothering you. We live to see another day, everybody. <laughs> uh, so they're basically tussling. They break them apart. Justin leaves the stage. And Nate is kind of complaining to Kevin that 
Justin was trying to lowball him and he's just making all this shit up. And, but everybody knows that this is some bullshit. So it's ridiculous it even got to this point and got to this level. Yeah. Um, this part confused me because we see next Alexis is the one backstage talking to Justin and trying to get him to calm down. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Did something happen after decision day? Like, they seem like to be having like a moment moment. You know what I mean? Like more mm-hmm. than just like friendly. It yeah. seemed like she was really like getting to him. Um, So I was like, oh, wait, are they going to say they reverse? They put the double reverse. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually she was able to get him to calm down and gather himself. And they both rejoin the, everybody else on the reunion. And then... Because it already didn't like start shit. Kevin keeps going and asking them about who's friends and who's not and what's going on with social media. And um, we find out that Justin basically has unfollowed everybody for the most part, just to be petty. Uh, He says he unfollowed Kristen because he felt like she acted one way in front of the group and another way when they were around each other then he says he unfollowed lindy and morgan because they went on a hike without him and he got mad (laughs) but it was because they were uncomfortable and instead of telling him that and probably making him feel bad they just i guess ghosted him yeah which also (laughs) makes people feel bad though (laughs) that's true but I don't know. With the way, it, like, everybody talks about how he's so emotional, I could feel like it would be an even bigger problem. Yeah. To have a conversation than to just be like, you know what, let's just avoid it. I mean, throughout this, you know, the whole two episodes, he makes everyone uncomfortable. So it's not far-fetched. I don't want to be alone in the woods with him. And then Stasha just got the fallout because she's uh, Nate's wife. So yeah. that's why she got him followed. And, um... I mean, that's basically it. The only other thing is Kevin makes it a point to tell Justin that someone giving you a compliment doesn't mean they're making a pass at you. It doesn't mean that you identify sexually one way or the other. It could just be somebody trying to be nice. Who knows? But we also know Justin's delusional thinking. He thinks he's God's gift to everybody, including Nate. So, of course, Nate was hitting on him, obviously. He's a piece of work, for sure. I know. Everybody throughout this episode talked about going to therapy and stuff, but he did not say he was one of those individuals. And he could maybe use the most help. You think? Yeah, there's that. Okay. But that was that. So, next we have Lindy and Miguel. They come out. Oh, we didn't talk about their looks. So who would, like, I don't pay attention to any of the guys. They all wore suits. They all look fine. Um, well, they seem to be really impressed by Mitch wearing shoes. Yeah, there, there was that. Um, Vin, surprisingly, not surprisingly, wore a pastel suit that was very tight. I was like, I hope he doesn't split his pants when he sits down. <laughs> but other than that, favorite dress of the ladies. Stasha. Yes. I agree, 100%. She looks stunning. Alexis was doing too much. I didn't like Lindy's dress, and Kristen looks like she got that at Target. Yeah, Alexis looks like, you know, Holiday Barbie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looked like Holiday Barbie. <laughs> it was Like it was pageant queen vibes, you know? Um, my husband thought the best dress was Lindy. He liked her princess gown. <laughs> oh, like... yeah. I had details on that dress, too. I forgot. Man, I forgot all the cheese me I had. If you 
are looking for uh, Lindy's dress, you can get it at ladyblacktie.com for $299. So Steph, if you're looking to, you know, surprise the hubby. I don't know where y'all are going to go in that, but... <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, walk out into the backyard in a ball gown. No, I'm good. <laughs> good on that. Ladyblacktie.com. <laughs> I don't know why that amuses me. That's a great name. But anyway, Lindy and Miguel, surprise, surprise, they're still together. Good for them. Yeah, they say they get along. They love each other. All is well. Lindy moved into Miguel's place, made it all homey with art and plants and pictures of them. Uh, Lindy thought uh, Miguel, you know, his geekiness was really adorable. And because um, some people, I guess, thought that that was going to be a big turnoff for her, uh, him being so nerdy. But she loves it. And she even plays Dungeons and Dragons with him on a weekly basis which was very surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I told you, I, I've been exposed to Dungeons and Dragons on a couple of different occasions. I just do not get it at really? all. Really? No, I didn't, know, I didn't know this. Not actual gameplay, but I've come across it uh-huh. content-wise. Um, and I just don't understand. Yeah, it's not my bag. Um, but I will say this. The people who do play are very creative brains and they're always super interesting to talk to in my opinion i've never come across somebody who plays it and is not interesting in one way or another so i know where we could play um i'm good i'm good (laughs) just saying (laughs) so then they show the couple's retreat and you know all the drama that miguel and lindy brought that weekend and Miguel says he's apologized profusely. He was mentally and physically drained and he is an introvert. So he needed that time to recharge and there was no time to recharge. It was always, you know, this activity, that activity, whatever, filming, filming, filming. And of course, everything bubbled up and he took it out on Lindy. And Lindy laughs, you know, about this now because she's like, that was so long ago. They were so new. And in the grand scheme of things, all couples get into little fights at the beginning of their relationship, of course, after honeymoon period, you know, and it, it's a really, at that time, it was a really new relationship. So they were just getting to know each other and their habits and such. So then they ask, uh, Kevin asked about Lindy's like negativity, her being easily distracted, cutting off Miguel and all that stuff that really irritated him. And Miguel says that, you know, he's worked past that too. He's not taking things too personally and he's just taking her as she is. And he wants her to feel really supported and loved. And he really does just try and redirect everything to the positive. And so, because one of the biggest things was that she was so negative and commenting all that. But um, yeah, now he's just trying not to dwell on the negative and getting her to come on to the to the bright side of things. Um, then Kevin asked Lindy if she's working on those things that bother Miguel. And Lindy says, you know, that's all surface level stuff. She's not even sweating that thing. She's digging deeper, focusing on her self-worth and the growth and her vulnerability. She's really evolving as a human. And in the end, all of that is holistically helping their marriage in general. Then, of course, you know, we always heard about, you haven't seen me mad yet. You haven't seen the evil Lindy, pretty much, mad Lindy. And they asked if Miguel has felt that yet. He says he has. And, um, you know, it wasn't a super huge thing. Uh, Lindy says she's working on that too. She's trying not to be so reactive. No one wants to live with a person like that. Uh, Facts. And um, just living like that in general is exhausting. So, 
And then we get to another hot button issue, the last name. Kevin asks if she has changed her name. Miguel says that, you know, that was one thing that was super important to him. And in the end, she hyphenated her name um, because he had dropped the whole thing for a long while. And she just came and surprised him and took on Santiago with a little hyphen. Um, she says, you know, when they were talking about it before, she wasn't feeling secure. Um, and now they're rock solid. So it was a really fun surprise for him and them in general. And then they bring up McGindy, of course. For the record, Lindy wants everyone to know that she would adore and cherish a human baby, but she wanted to football throw that robot baby. She hated it so much. <laughs> Don't know. Not buying it at all. She is not trying to be anybody's mother at all. <laughs> just maybe not ready which is okay miguel says that it was really symbolic of their future so he went into that whole mcgindy experience with that mindset and lindy says that it was just really sweet watching miguel play daddy they do plan on having babies but after they purchase a house Kevin then asked about getting through the whole eight-week experiment miguel kept saying you know I'm, I'm just gonna play this like it's over in eight weeks um you know and people always gave him shit about it. And he says going through the experiment like that was like a catch-22. He wishes he wasn't so callous, but he also does appreciate that he was skeptical and analytical. And um, in the end, he said, I do. And it was a real yes. And it all worked out. Lindy says she knew after prom um, that they want, that she wanted to stay together and say yes on decision day. She felt secure because it was tough. That whole weekend was tough and they got past it. That's what real life is, in her opinion, that you have conflict, you get through it, you push through it, and they killed it. She understands him a lot better now. She's better equipped to handle things um, when they come. And she knows he'll show up for her if it was the other way around. And that's all they had to say. Very short and sweet. Curious to see their where are they now, to see, you know, if there's still rainbows and butterflies. It seems probably so. They, I, I think they actually might make it. I don't know. Um, how about let's do Stasha and Nate next. All right. So they off the bat confirm that they are still together. Shocker. But the caveat is they're not necessarily living together. They're going back and forth between Nate's apartment and Stasha's house. And uh, Nate says that, you know, well, he's, you know, under lease. So until that's up, this is what they decided to do. Now, let it also be known that this lease is not up for eight months, <laughs> which like, no, this is not how married couples function, but they say that it's healthy for them and that they're making their own rules as far as marriage goes. So if they want to do three nights at her place, four nights, at his place, then that's what they're going to do. They talk about kind of the dynamic. He likes the city life where she's out in the burbs. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to have to compromise and it looks like nobody is. So they're just <laughs> splitting their time. Uh, Nate even says that they're getting more comfortable with each other, but for now they've agreed to go back and forth and that's the compromise that they've decided on. Uh, Stasha says that she wants Nate to feel comfortable and supported and so as long as they're living together, it doesn't really matter which place they're in. Uh, it doesn't seem like that on the preview for next week's episode, <laughs> but yeah. So then they start talking a little bit about their relationship. Nate 
is like gushing about Stasha and how she's so nurturing and independent and responsible and how attracted he was to her because she's like ultimate wifey material and Stasha eats it up and she says the same thing about him and his ambition and how they have such great chemistry and they were just meant to be and this was just an excellent match. All right. (laughs) Uh, Stasha says that she found an emotional and mental connection with Nate, but it took time because Nate was having issues with being vulnerable. Um, Nate says that he knew how intense Stasha was about this process and how she wanted to get answers and get things done. And that's what caused a little tension between them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we saw that during the season, she was pressing him a lot and he was just not into it at all. Yeah. Um, Stasha tells Kevin Uh, That communication is very important in their relationship and they try to work as a team. She says that she hasn't gotten tired of Nate, but they still need to work on, uh, he still needs to work on opening up and showing more emotion. Uh, And this is a a kind of theme we hear about him through this reunion about how he's cold and emotionless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, She says that it's a lot for him and that she's a lot and they're just trying to find middle ground right now. Uh, again she talks about how she needs that emotional and mental stimulation and she needs for him to be there be present he can't shut down on her basically yeah she also recognizes that she needs to be more patient in this situation as well and provide a safe space for him to feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable as well which i mean is good she's recognizing her own part in all of this as well yeah uh this is when they kind of talk about her her boss bitch mentality uh she struggles to relinquish control she has to know what's going on with everything so even if nate were to say help out by cooking dinner she's just gonna come right behind him and micromanage him the whole time so that's another thing they need to work on and again we saw that with the house how she wants everything to be just so and Mm -hmm. his opinion uh, okay sure sure, well that's probably a major reason he didn't move in it's like she didn't let him do anything she didn't make it their home it's her home well when i pay for it it's mine i mean i it (laughs) makes complete sense to me i'm just saying that's probably one of the reasons he didn't get his way so he's like you know what i like the city boy you better take that free mortgage Mm -hmm. shut up act right Uh, but at this point, Nathan uh, or Nate announces that he has finally broken down and said, I love you to Stasha. So I wondered about this. I thought maybe they still might have, <laughs> if he went two years and didn't say it, what was going to make this different? But he says that he says it almost every day. His heart is open and he's loving her every single day. And I guess he's just hard over the moon. Stasha says that this brought her happiness and relief, especially because she didn't want to feel like she was pushing him into saying it, even oh though she God. was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they go back to this credit. We're still doing this credit thing. Nate says that Stasha still isn't giving him enough credit uh, for that he thinks he deserves for planning outings or, um, you know, dates and things like that. And Stasha says she does, but not in the way that he wants, which I I don't even know why this is still a thing. I don't know. Well, then Stasha says, kind of explaining a little bit, she says they did activities like they went axe throwing, they rented jet skis and things like that. But those were things that he wanted to do. Mm. So it's it's like, yeah, you're planning this stuff, but it's what you want to do. I don't necessarily want to do that. Yeah, I can't see her having a blast 
you know, axe throwing. Exactly. But um, she also says that she wants to feel like her husband is putting her above all else and that he's constantly thinking about her and constantly has her back. She says that she feels satisfied in moments, but she's not getting that emotional connection she wants on a consistent basis, basically. She has these high expectations and needs to work on making Nate feel like he's meeting those expectations and that he's enough, basically. So then they start talking about kids. Uh, Stasha says maybe in a year and Nate's like, or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, they have a lot of things to work on before they start bringing babies into the picture, for sure. Um, you know, they he, Nate even says that they need to work on this emotional connection before they even consider having a kid. So it could be a moment. I know when you're on Stasha's timeline, you want things sooner than later, but you don't want to complicate an already messed up situation. I know. It really sounds like they're overthinking everything. It's like, dude, just just live. (laughs) And we see in the preview for next week, it doesn't look like it's peaches and cream. Oh, no. I do not like her hair either. Blonder. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. Meh. Meh. That's it for them? That's it for them. All right. Let's move it along. Let's hit this Morgan and Big and Ben segment really quick. Um, right off the bat, Case, and they'll bring it up again. They talk about how hot Morgan thought Ben was. I mean, if he had one thing going, it was that. Yeah, I know. It's just really funny that they had to bring it up on both episodes, like clips and all. <laughs> It's really this funny. show that body yaddy yaddy. I mean, he worked hard for it, so there's that. Um, so there was a legitimate physical connection, and then they bring up Nurse Gate, of course, and Ben right off the bat is like, she is a certified registered nurse. Blah 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 blah. He like makes a PSA to all of America that she is a nurse, and he knows that now. He does wish that he talked to Morgan uh, before going to Justin with their problems. And Morgan said that she didn't even know there was an issue and she had wished that he had brought it up so that they could talk it out instead of writing to Justin in in the first place. It could have stopped a whole lot of problems. She does think he generally felt bad about what happened. He wasn't really sure why he kept going to Justin, but he kept going to Justin. Um, and then Morgan was really like comforting to him. You know, you can, you can very, you can tell they both have done a lot of work on themselves. She says that, you know, this whole thing was a lot of stress and if he was going through it. So, you know, maybe he wasn't in his right mind frame and she's just like comforting him. Um, but she does say it hurt because she thought they had come a long way and she wished that it wasn't just an all of the time and on speakerphone because that was just even, you know, another nail in the coffin there. Ben thinks that Justin did do him dirty. And uh, at this point, I thought I didn't know if they were friends still, Justin and Ben, but mm-hmm. later on, you know, it seems like they are. She doesn't regret ending things. She does feel like it was a little early, but she knew Ben was not her person. She signed up for this because she wanted to be with someone who had her back all of the time and to be her best friend. And she just knew it was not Ben. He also realized that he was not ready for marriage. He hasn't worked on his inner child and Kevin like makes fun of this um, for a little bit, which I thought was kind of mean, but basically when he was a child, he was bullied because he was Asian. He felt like he wasn't living up to his parents' expectations He never healed from that, and so he perpetuated his ego and insecurities onto Morgan. And Morgan helped him realize that. Uh, 
they after all the filming and stuff, they did grab brunch together. Uh, ben invited Morgan out and he gave her that heartfelt apology that she was looking for. Um, and she thought that was really amazing. He said that she said that during the show, basically Ben just regurgitated all of what other people were saying and kept saying sorry, but it wasn't really heartfelt. And for him to come back on his own and make an authentic apology was exactly what she wanted. But all in all, they are not meant to be. They're really good friends now, but the relationship is over. She moved from San Diego, put all her stuff in storage, and she has a lot of travel plans. And she has been on a few dates, but nothing very serious. And Ben has taken a job as a project engineer, so he's been traveling too. He hasn't dated at all. He just wants to work on himself. They both see marriage in the future, but the distant, distant, distant future. They say distant with two T's. And Kevin kind of makes fun of that. And Morgan says, well, divorce brings you down a peg or two. But that's it. That's it for them. So she pulled a Rachel, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, and those um, those traveling nurses make bank. Yep. My sister's friend's a travel nurse paid for a Subaru in cash, a customized Subaru in cash. I was like, damn. Okay. But I'm sure you earn it. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. All right. Let's go to Kristen and Mitch. So when they are asked where they stand today, shocker, Kristen confirms <laughs> that the Mitch and Kristen show is over and there definitely will not be a sequel. <laughs> the doors closed, everyone, the doors closed. <laughs> but I don't even know if it is really because they seem so like wishy-washy, flip-floppy. Like, how did you just say no at decision day, walk out hand in hand and then are kissing in the car? What? Yeah, yeah, that's... I, that was a revelation there. I did not expect that. Strange. And then there was a part where like, we might sleep together tonight. Was that like in the clip show in the clip or was that out loud at the show? Cause I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was a voiceover from the clip or a voiceover from the show. I think it's from the show because I remember I tweeted that Mitch is probably hoping that Kristen gets like sloshed at the like <laughs> rap dinner. Yeah. And then they like hook up. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I don't know. Uh, but like we said, they agree that they're still, um, you know, amicable. They're still okay with each other. Yeah. No heart, no bad feelings. Um, Mitch says that a lot of the times his words just didn't come out great when, um, especially when they had talked about leaving the door open and he immediately shot that down. He says that he shouldn't have tiptoed or pussyfooted around the subject of wanting to stay married or wanting to stay divorced rather. Uh, but he was afraid basically that he was going to hurt her feelings even more after the decision day. Um, so he was, that's why he was trying to be cautious about it and not be kind of lofty on his answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to the honeymoon, Mitch says that he was having a panic attack like in his mind the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and he also feels that he wasn't being respectful to Kristen. Kristen says that she felt it and knew things were off uh, because Mitch wasn't being affectionate at all. They weren't touching, hugging, any of that kind of stuff. And it was just like, okay, what's going on here? And yeah. we know his whole issue with not initially being attracted to her. Um, Kristen... Uh, in her uh, voter confidence says that she didn't think there was a chance that he wasn't going to be attracted to her. <laughs> she says, I bring a lot to the table. So I don't know what, what the issue is. What's the problem. <laughs> uh, 
they say that Kristen handled the situation with Grace and that Mitch fucked up basically by telling her that he wasn't attracted to her. Um, and it just set a bad tone and kicked their marriage off on the wrong foot. Uh, Kristen said that she always felt like Mitch truly didn't want to be married and didn't see her as a catch. Mm. I know there were some people on Reddit speculating whether or not Mitch was on this show to like push his anti-plastic agenda. Mm. I don't know because he didn't really talk about it that much. I don't know. Mm. People have all kinds of motives for this show. Uh, But Mitch says that he has some guilt for sure about the way that he handled things, especially in the beginning. He says it was painful, like trying to get through every day. (laughs) Jesus. But then he turns around and says that he's still attracted to Kristen and still has feelings. He says he thinks he always will, though. And that's why he's happy that they can at least be be friends and be cordial. It it was important for him to not uh, be on bad terms. Yeah. Uh, But he also says that the likelihood of them getting back together and trying again is very low. Kristen says for sure. She would never be with Mitch again because she does not want to be with a man who is unsure about her and, again, says that it's very unlikely that they would do a long-term thing again. Yeah. Hook up? Maybe. Date? <laughs> not so much. Uh, Kristen says that enough was enough when Mitch talked to her sister about her appearance and how she needed to dress down more and wear less makeup and all that stuff. Uh, Mitch says that was a moment of weakness and he thought he was being complimentary saying that, you know, you don't, I don't need you to be all gussied up and dressed up. You look fine when you wake up in the morning, but that's not what he said. No. (laughs) That's what he meant, but that's not what he said. Um, She says that it took, Kristen says that it took her like having that flip out at the couple's retreat where she had to like literally scream at him. That's what it took for him to recognize there was a problem and see what the problem was. (laughs) Even though they'd had a good time that day, it just, she, that was it. She reached her boiling point and just like could not take it any longer. She, they ask if Mitch had been willing to stay married, uh, would Kristen have said yes? And she says, absolutely not. Mm. Nope. Exactly. Cause you wanted to leave the door open. Mm-hmm. I think now she says no, but right. the day of? No, she definitely would have said yes. Pretty much in closing, uh, Mitch says that he wants to work, to work through things on himself before he starts dating again. Uh, Kristen says that she's been spending a, time, a lot of time in New York for her job and she's been traveling a lot. Uh, she says she's started dating again, but she's keeping her options open. Uh, we do know she's the one that moved, right, to Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, so she moved back home and is back on the East Coast now. So she's doing her own thing. We even see on the preview for next week, she is dating. She's trying to get back out there. They go on a double date. I did see that. She's having better luck than Mitch, who's getting <laughs> shot down. I mean, I'm not surprised. All those blonde babes at the beach, not feeling your boy. No. They look at his flip-flops and say, mm, I have those. <laughs> I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing mine. <laughs> but yeah, that's where they stand. Okay, let's get to the last couple. Justin and Alexis, of course, bringing the drama. Uh, Kevin, I don't know why. Kevin, this is like his couple. Like he was rooting for, he's championing. Um, he wants them to get back together. And then he like later on, he'll bring the experts and say like, yeah, right? <laughs> Like, really? Do y'all really legitimately think these people belong together? Because I do not. 
Um, but yeah, so he asked, you know, how they, you know, that they looked really happy right off the beginning. And Alexa says, yeah, they, she was really happy to be a wife. They clicked. They had a vibe. It was fun. They were both honest and open. And they were also both committed to whomever they saw at the end of the aisle. They both said, I love you on the honeymoon. Um, he thinks love, uh, Justin, that is, thinks that love is a choice. But he does think he jumped the gun a little bit. You think? It's <laughs> like, what a dumbass. After, what, 48 hours? It's maybe a little too soon to say I love you. He knew the moment he saw her at the wedding. Whatever. Whatever. When he she was on the dance floor yelling about how he's celibate. <laughs> he knew she was the one. Oh. Alexa says every day she walks out of the house ready to love. She wasn't in love then, but she did feel love. Kevin then points out that there was a rumor that they consummated the marriage on the honeymoon. Justin has a big ass stupid smile on his face. and He says, yes. And Alexis has a really like, oh, are we really bringing this up face? And she says, they tried to. They dabbled in adult things. Justin says that he thought because it wasn't long that she's not counting it, but there was penetration. So that's why he counts it. They did it on the first night of the honeymoon and on the third night of the honeymoon. And the whole time Alexis is making faces. He says that they both orgasm and she's like, looks astonished. Like, are you serious? <laughs> More faces are made. And Justin says, well, it sounded like you orgasmed. And it's just cringe the entire time um i screenshotted i should have posted it i didn't i screenshotted like uh, alexis's face justin's face and kevin's face and it's just like all like uh, uh, faces it was really funny yeah like and i don't know why justin does this like doubles down and tries to like justify and like no like were you like soaking or something like what the <laughs> fuck because that's what it sounds like and i okay i get it you've been celibate for however long but god damn really yeah really <laughs> the whole thing is weird it's very strange that he brought this up in general because she was like trying to do him a solid not talking about this part because sounds pretty bad um kevin then asks Alexis, why why are you making those faces? Why are you looking like that? And she just says, if that's the story Justin wants to tell, that's fine. Um, apparently, Justin asked her not to say anything about them having sex on the honeymoon, so she didn't. And then when he was mad at her, he said he was going to tell everyone. And she just thought that was really malicious and manipulative. And she said that you lied to me. No, no, no. Uh, Justin says, you lied to me. You made that choice to lie with me. And he was under the impression that when she had her one-on-ones, that he, that she wasn't talking shit about him, that she was like, oh yeah, I talked so great about you. But when he watched, you know, of course, Alexis was throwing shade every chance she could get. So after D-Day, they got into a bag argument. And so Kevin wants to know, are you together or are you not together? And Justin says, they're not together. And it was his choice. Which no one believes that. Come on. We saw it. I know. You literally asked her if it was over. She said yes. And you said, well, there it is. That's yeah. literally what happened. Well, maybe there's more to the story. But in the end, she has the receipts. She has screenshots. She said she couldn't take it anymore. She didn't have any hope. She did not feel free. And she felt like she was losing herself. They tried to become friends. 
And then Justin interjects again, saying, friends don't call each other drunk. Yes, they do. Um, she does make a face here. And Justin says that she can't be truthful, and it's frustrating. Uh, Alexis tells Kevin that she has nothing to hide, so there's no point in going over this. She just wants to be done because he is draining. At this point, Justin says that she is gaslighting him. She came to him when um, she got out of the club drunk and that she's a compulsive liar. Strong language. And that was the end of uh, part one of the reunion. And then we continue with Justin. But again, it picks up where they left off. Justin says that in in, in the end, it was like a booty call, right? Like Alexis was trying to get get with him and she denies this over and over and this whole thing was so weird to me because to me it seemed like she was more offended that he was insinuating that she was drunk which makes me feel like okay so did you do this and you were in your right mind because <laughs> she like is like i was not drunk and da, 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 da. and like that seemed to be the part that was pissing her off about the whole thing yeah i don't know the whole thing looks weird i don't trust either of them i think they're both lying there's something else going on here. But I also can't imagine why she would call him of all the people when we've seen her friends. Her, her I was friends are fine. Say, where's yeah. the hot friend at? Yeah. She's going to come to Justin who couldn't, you know, get it up. Yeah. I don't think she would call him for a booty call. I don't know. I don't know. They're strange, strange people. Mm hmm. But not much after this. I mean, they, um, Justin says that he just thinks that Alexis is not into him and he's 100% right. She was never into him. Exactly. So there's that. Um, do you have anything to say about this segment? I know because um, they bring up the his brother and her sister come out to talk yep. about their relationship. Anything speak at you? Um, you know, Justin's brother again brings up the fact that he didn't think Justin was ready to be married. And that's why he was concerned in the beginning. And lo and behold, he was right. <laughs> um, I thought it was also interesting that there might be, well, we saw like in their CCTV video uh, clips and stuff that the, the fights that they have are pretty intense. They are. And Alexis's sister says that she was, you know, surprised to see how hot, hot headed Justin is and how like he's really, um, you know, he's got a sharp tongue. Yeah. That he is very good with his words. And when he wants to, you know, cut you, he can. Um, yeah. So when she was saying that, I thought it meant, because you remember, and it took me a while to remember, but like when he was meeting with the family after the wedding, mm -hmm. you know, he was, you know, tearing up and talking all these, the smooth talk and they all bought into it. And were, you know, I think, I thought that's what she meant, that he had like, he could spit game to hide his true character, basically. Mm. I, I, think it's a little column a column b could be could be um but oh and the only other thing they talked about um his brother said he was disappointed as far as the whole maya situation that mm. you know that was his family and that was all which is exactly what happened mm -hmm. he gave up the dog and then was resentful about it mm -hmm. towards alexis and you know the shocker <laughs> what else did you think was going to happen yeah it sounded like the brother knows his Justin to a T. Well, he raised him. Knew, mm -hmm, knew him, knows him to a T, and knew this was exactly how it was going to play out. And he was 100% right. But yeah, I mean, that's all that stuck out to me. We learned that Maya's back with him. Mm -hmm. um, he's living in a new place. He's having a good time. They both say they're not dating yet, 
But Alexis, of course she does, insinuates that, you know, her DMs are full of potentials. <laughs> and it's like, all right, calm down. Was she was she caught on dating app? I, know, I didn't hear that. No, I don't know. I know. I know I commented on a Reddit about it because, oh, no, it was because before when they matched before mm. the show, yeah. like how could they have matched if. Why or why did they match or how was he able to message her? And I remember saying that like she's that person that swipes right on everybody just to see how many people like her mm-hmm. to like boost her ego. <laughs> it's sad. It's like, Ugh, baby. Uh, so yeah, of course she's like, oh yeah, my DMs are full and I just can get whoever out of here. Um, this and then they start kind of talking about their relationship going forward, like if they're gonna be friends or keep talking or whatever, and. Alexis says that Justin really assassinated her character and she didn't like that and that hurt her feelings so she doesn't really want to have a friendship with him or talk to him any further but they were acting she was acting like so fake and like friend like that's what was weird to me she's saying no I don't want to interact with you but then they're like kikiing I See, didn't get it I think I took it I took it different I felt like she was again in mother mode, right? Like mm. she was again trying to handle him. So she, he didn't make a fool of himself, but he of course does it anyway. You know, I felt like she was just trying to like curb him and it just, it just wasn't working out. I mean, but you're right. She was very pleasant to him and, and whatnot. Weird. I think at one point he grabbed her hand and she snatched it away. I don't know when this was, but I was like, Ooh, no touch. No touch me. I'm being nice to you on TV, but don't do that. <laughs> So next, they bring out all the ladies after that segment. Um, Nothing big here. No surprises. I mean, they all still hang out. Apparently, Alexis and Kristen talk every single day. And trauma bond. Yeah. (laughs) Super healthy. Uh, Their group chat is called Sister Wives. (laughs) Gross. And, um, oh, the other thing I thought was surprising was that Morgan came to Alexis with prob- with the whole Ben situation, asking if Alexis knew anything because she knew mm-hmm. that the boys talked. Um, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Alexis was like running to Morgan and saying, hey, this happened. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was surprising. Did not expect that. And damn, they all hate Mitch. All of them all hate Mitch. I was shocked when they showed that clip package of Stasha calling him a bitch every I... single time she saw him. I was like, I wow. Know. It's so mean. Yeah, I was like, that's rude. It is. Like, I, and I know they had their moments and, and whatnot, but in the end, like, Kristen was really trying to make that her husband. How could you let your friends call your husband bitch over and over and over again? Like, that's a boundary. Especially since all of them had some bitch-ass moments. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the guys on the show. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, that that was crazy. What else? Of course, the jamesallen.com ad happened oh here. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Oh, I know when they were talking about, um, back to Kristen and Mitch, like, Morgan saying that she got dragged to hell and back, and there was, like, nothing that could be done <laughs> to save their marriage, because she was doing literally everything, and it was totally one-sided. And that's, yeah, when she starts going into... She got her dream ring, but not her dream man. So now yeah. it's a pinky ring, not a 
uh, engagement ring. But still very interesting if something held so such um, a big, you know, it, ha- it has a big sentiment and to see it every, not maybe not every day, but to see it in your jewelry box and like, I don't know, just surprising. Also funny, you know, the last shot of Kristen in the show was like her leaving it on the table, mm-hmm. piecing out. No, she went back and got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was leaving diamonds laying around. I know, I'm not mad at it. I'm just thought it was, you know, silly. Uh, Lindy was talking about her rock bottom moments and how it was so hard to watch. Yeah, she did not want to watch her meltdown, but like... Probably because she didn't remember it because she was fucking drunk. They were both sloshed. (laughs) (laughs) But even so, like, when she's talking to her friend about, like, pretty much accusing him of abuse and her trying to backtrack now... Like, everybody's face is just uncomfortable. And I was like, ooh. She said that man sucked the joy from her soul. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? But you're yeah. happily married now. It's fine. It, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was hard to watch. Then they talk about Nate and Stasha. You know, Alexis gushes about how beautiful their story was and how he's grown so much from being the little McNasty at the bachelor party. <laughs> And to the man he is today. Oh, this yeah, they're not going to get a baby. They're going to start with the dog. Because she did so well with Luna. Even not though Nate was her. taking care of him 90% of the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, I have a note here and I can't remember why I put it. But it says, they talk about how Justin makes everything uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't remember the context of that note, but hilarious. Well, I know Kristen talked about how like they could never get anything resolved. Like if they were in a group setting he would get upset or whatever be emotional about something and then like there was never never a resolution oh yeah and this is where they bring up that um justin cried daily Mm -hmm. because that you know makes every woman wet (laughs) not at all not at all not saying men can't be emotional and it's not endearing but every day geez and she said he was like working through his own stuff and this process pretty much brought all his baggage out yeah i know that's morgan says that alexis has like the patience of a saint (laughs) at this point stasha like you were saying said like yes it's okay for a man to be in touch with his emotions and feel those emotions and emote period but justin just was not stable Mm -hmm. and you know she thought alexis deserved more than what she got Mm-hmm. Oh, like you were saying, Alexis even said that her attraction depleted every single time he cried and he cried every day. <laughs> I mean, that's 100% um, understandable. Uh, but that's all I that's have about, about it. Yeah. yeah, that's all I have on the. I, I have an even shorter list for the guys. There, not much had happened right here. They all hate each other. They, and... <laughs> I thought that was strange. They all hang out but Nate. I don't think that's true either. I, I don't either, but like nobody said anything or if they did say something, it got cut out. Mm-hmm. I um, think probably Ben and Justin hang out and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see. Uh, yeah. I mean, because Nate, Miguel and Mitch are so different. Mm-hmm. Like, they, of course, they get along, you know, during the season and stuff. But um, in the real world, I can't see them doing something that they all like to do. You know, not to yeah. say they're on bad terms or anything they're just different yeah nobody's trying to go pick up trash or play dungeons and dragons or go Mm -hmm. to the strip club yep um yes 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 (laughs) 
Um, surprisingly, Ben forgave Justin. I thought that was strange, but that happened. Then they show the clip show about Ben's body. A very long clip show. <laughs> and of course, the stripper scene where Mitch is now a meme. <laughs> he said, I don't know. I wasn't thinking anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Stasha didn't care about the stripper scene? Or is she being cool girl? She's being cool girl. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. And then they do a Justin Cry clip show. Yes. And of course, Nate can't help himself but to say something. They were being so catty. <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's all I have. That's all I have on the guys. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more either. I thought it was interesting that Miguel thought uh, Nate might have had an agenda coming into it. because We all like, thought that. They always have one. They have one every season that was yeah. like, oh, this guy's the... This guy's trouble. And then he turns out to be like the most in love. Yeah. Immediately. Um, uh, and then even too, Nate was saying that, like, like he said before, his objective in this was his wife, not friend. So yeah. that's why he wasn't really trying to, you know, hang out and chill with the boy. Like that's, that was second, like not even secondary. That was way, yeah, way on the other side. Not a priority whatsoever, unless there was filming that had to be done. Probably. Exactly. Uh, and then in the end, they, after they show the, um, crying montage for Justin. Mitch and Miguel kind of try to rally behind him and say, you know, it's it's fine for you to be able to express yourself. I wish I could express myself. And, you know, I wasn't afraid to be emotional. But like you said, here comes Nate. And he's like, <laughs> you cry too much. It's weird. Something's I mean, wrong with you. <laughs> I'm kind of in that, that ship there. <laughs> and then Justin snaps back and is like, well, maybe you need to learn how. And that's your problem. You have short man syndrome. It's like, oh God, relax, everybody. <laughs> everybody calm down. But yeah, that's about it for the boys. And then of course the experts come out and Kevin is like pumping them up so hard. Y'all did so great. 2.5, 2.5 out of five. No, no sir. No, sir. Half marriage. <laughs> Compared to your normal zero of <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, then they bring out Mitch and Ben. I thought this was interesting, bringing out people separate from their partners. Partner. I don't remember mm -hmm. doing them doing this last time. Mm -mm. Um, again, everybody's surprised Mitch is wearing shoes. Uh, Pastor Cal does not like Mitch. He said he went into dad mode because Mitch is being ridiculous. And to Mitch's credit, he says that, you know, he had he did have a lot of mistakes in the process. Um, he has word vomit. He gets really defensive. He knows that now. And it could have gone better. Um, yeah, he says that he was really in his own head a lot and he just was not able to play it cool. Um, he says he wish he would have seen this show before being on it. <laughs> Um, that might have been some good homework to do. Yeah, he said he felt like he lost touch with reality filming. Um, yeah, I mean, he was using paper towels, so. That would never happen in his house. Mm -mm. Um, with Ben, they said he says sorry too much. They have a bunch of clips of him saying sorry to Morgan. Um, Pastor Cal tells him he has a body of a Greek god and that he should be more secure in himself and not push his insecurities on his partner, basically. Yeah, I mean, and basically Ben is, says that he's, you know, he's still in therapy. He's still working on himself. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for him to accept when things aren't perfect, but Pastor Cal lets him know that's life. It's okay if everything isn't perfectly perfect in every way. Yeah. It's fine, but that's kind of all I had for them is... Mm. Yeah. 
just at this point we're just talking to talk yeah i mean it's just redundant um kristen and morgan come out and this is just a big love session everybody just tells Kristen, how much grace she had dealing with Mitch and that they know she tried her best. And Kristen does say that she learned that avoiding conflict creates more conflict. Uh, Morgan learned that she is too reactive. And so she's in therapy trying to be not so reactive. And this is where they'd say that Kristen and Mitch kissed in the car. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Even that, yeah, Pastor Cal's like, this does not make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> He even says he feels bad putting them together. Like, he's never said that before. And um, it was kind of sad seeing Kristen. Look, she said that watching her wedding day, she was so happy on her wedding day. And to watch it and see how unhappy he was, was Mm -hmm. like a rude awakening for her. That was pretty sad. And of course, they like show a clip of him being like, I mean, she looks all right. I'm not blown away. Yeah, (laughs) that didn't help. Um, and Dr. Pepper says that, you know, at the end of the day, he didn't get his imaginary woman and that's why he acted the way he acted. So, right. Even Pastor Cal's like, I mean, if we had you walk down the aisle barefoot wearing a burlap sack and, you know, rustled up your hair a little bit, maybe that would have made a click. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe not. Yeah. And again, they uh, are still, you know, giving her her flowers. They say that they think that ultimately it's Mitch's loss. Kristen would have only enhanced his life and made things better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it can't make you stay. Mm-mm. And then they bring out Alexis and Justin to try and get them to say, get back together or something. This was stupid. This was, I don't know why. I don't know. Like you were saying before, I don't know why they want them to make each other miserable. Yeah. When they saw the footage of them having those awful arguments um the dog situation is still ever present like this is not gonna happen exactly i mean alexa says that they're not compatible that justin is not the guy for her Mm -hmm. Uh, i know they she talked about how he was too sensitive to the point where she couldn't even crack a joke anymore Mm -hmm. but But (laughs) i was like yeah in his defense he's like can you stop making fun of me in public because that's all you do (laughs) right and not only in public for these people to see, but this is going on TV for millions of people to watch. Michelle mm-hmm. Obama knows that I can't fuck <laughs> now, thanks to you. Damn. Now that's embarrassing. But I mean, they kind of go on to say it got to a point where it's it's ultimately taken away from who you are. Like you can't be in the marriage and, you know, she doesn't want him to lose his like his heart and his like sensitive side and she doesn't want to lose her spiciness. And it just was not at first she thought it was going to be balanced, but then it was more conflicting more than mm-hmm. anything. Nobody wants to be in a marriage and be, you know, the husband's mom. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But Pastor Cal accuses them of quitting. They're like, yeah, cause this sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah. They, they think that they have like so much to offer each other. And if they just were to do the work, it could have, they could have made it. Mm-mm. They had to go hard in the paint. Oh Lord. That's all I have on them. Yeah. I mean, like they said, more or nothing. Kevin congratulates the experts on a great matching season. You're winning. Shut the fuck up. That's crazy. They didn't do any of this. No. And then we get the last group segment, I guess. They bring up Shirtgate. 
Mitch says he overreacted over and over again, and people keep poking at him. Yeah, it was it was nonsense. Um, uh, yeah, with the whole shirt gate thing, he's just like, I just felt like I was being set up, and da 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 da. And Miguel was like, Yeah, me too, but I just kind of went with it. Did Kristen say that she brought him that hat that he wears all the time? No. <laughs> she was making fun of him. She's like, he won't wear the shirt I bought him. But then he wears, that's a choice. That hat he's wearing is a choice. Like, I think she was just making fun of his bad taste. So Kevin brings up to Mitch that it was ironic that he didn't want to wear the shirt, but he wants Kristen to look a certain way. Mm. And he had, he's like, I understand your analogy, but it's different. It's different in my mind. And then because he wouldn't buy something in an attempt to dress her. He was just suggesting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh -uh. Uh, But yeah, then it moves to them talking about uh, Alexis and Justin and Mm -hmm. about how she just wanted, you know, a couple hours a week with her friends and she didn't need to be not necessarily to be in the club or whatever, but it was just too much for Justin. He says, uh, like he said before, every weekend was too much. I don't think that's too much. Two hours to yourself once a week. And she said, you know, they did have nights in. She said they stayed up and played video games. They built a fort together and did all kinds of stuff. So it wasn't like they weren't spending time together. Yeah. He's just needy. Or he knows his wife was throwing it in a circle at the club. (laughs) There's that. That part. Uh, Then they all kind of go around talking about whether or not they feel comfortable with their spouse doing their own thing. Uh, Miguel and Stasha don't care with their... You know, I... mm -mm. You know Stasha would not have an okay time with Nate going hanging out with Emma or Megan or whoever that girl was. Yes, she would. She wants him to go. (laughs) No. So he can stay out of her house. (laughs) on her nerves go watch the sunset Uh Mm -hmm. play naked twister (laughs) um oh they kind of talk about um alexis and the morgan ben situation see she says that she wishes she would have done things differently Mm -hmm. had she known she was gonna break up a marriage maybe she would have handled (laughs) it a different way Uh, but yeah she says she wishes she could go back in time and change it because of uh the way everything played out how it hurt morgan um, but she said at the time she just wanted to help and, you know, thought she was doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, then they go into the segment about uh, Lindy and Miguel and Stasha kind of questioning Lindy's decision making. Consent. Right. It sounded like. Yeah. Right. Because and we saw on the honeymoon, Lin- Stasha didn't think that Lindy was ready at the time to consummate the, consummate her marriage when they did because you know, on day one, she was saying one thing. And by day three, they were already clapping cheeks. Like, yeah. so what difference is 24 hours, 48 hours? But I'm on Lindy's side here. A lot can happen when you're feeling it. You're on a romantic vacation. You know, all reason goes out the window when you're drinking and having a good time and you're feeling each other. Like, fuck it. Why not? It's your husband. Yeah, I mean, and that's basically what Lindy says. She's a grown woman. She knows she has the option to say no, um, but that wasn't the case. And like you said, Miguel says that they were getting hot and heavy that night and he was sure to pump his brakes and make sure everything was cool. And, you know, he double checked with Lindy. Lindy gave him the all clear and, you know, they did what grown folks do. Yup. And look at them now. (laughs) Then we have to talk about fucking Alexis and Justin again. Well, I was surprised about this. So Justin has a cute, like she had a bunch of things she had problems with Justin, like 
apparently he accused her of coming out for clout. Um, the whole sex thing, him hiding, you know, kind of making her lie with him about them not or having sex or whatever. And then the whole going out all, she said that he was just talking shit the whole time. And then Nate tries to say something. I couldn't tell what he was trying to say because, again, they start going back and forth being petty. I think Nate was trying to say that he was like disagreeing with Justin. Like Justin was trying to say that she didn't go out all the time without him. And Nate was like, well, that's not what I heard. Like, that's not what he told me. And that's when Justin's like, shut up. You got to start. Don't talk to me anymore. And that's when Nate was like, you got to start working on your lies. Get a, get your lies straight. Dang. He's like, shut up. You're a kid. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. So stupid. Until yeah. Stasha has to like break them up and like stop both of y'all. And then, of course, now that they've derailed that, they have to try to bring it back around and show the like bloopers. Yeah. To end on a happy note. And that's it. That's it. That's the show. One more. One more. And we're done with season 15. Two more, actually. Two more? Why? Well, I guess. One and a half. We'll call a, a pastor cow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought it was just the, where are they now? Well, even after this. So they had these reunions. Then after that, they had another clip show, oh. uh, Look Back at Boston, or, whoa, San Diego. <laughs> and then next week, we have the Where Are They Now? And then there's some, like, wedding special, like, wedding moments special. Oh, I'm not watching like, that. Stop. <laughs> We're just watching and we're just covering where are they now? That is it. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll be figuring out what to do till January. Yeah. And we're in Nashville. Should be good. Nashville looks fun. The people. Why do they show blurred faces when they've already shown who's together? For the grandmas who don't have the internet. I guess. So dumb. For the people not on Instagram. I guess. Whatever. All right. Well, that's it. Again, if you have any cheesemen, go ahead and send it to us on our social media platforms. On Instagram, we are at Queens Podcast, And on Twitter, we are at Queens. Every Wednesday, unless the cable goes out, Igby Live tweets the episode. That shit's <laughs> still not working. I don't know what <laughs> the fuck Spectrum's eyes. problem is. <laughs> <laughs> really funny but yeah you can send us some cheese knit there if you're enjoying this podcast go ahead and give us five stars on apple podcast and on spotify that helps other cheesemosas find us and that would be really helpful and we'd be really grateful um but that's all i got anything else Higby? if you did not vote <laughs> i'm mad at you personally i, I know i could not, not vote well i can't believe that the turnout was less percent but god damn for real are y'all not seeing this hellscape we live in? What's wrong with y'all? People don't care. People don't care. So stupid. Thank Fucking God I had a hysterectomy. Shout out to the rest of us. <laughs> Fucking Hot <laughs> Wheels sorry, doesn't sorry. have our best interest in mind. Hell no, he doesn't. Oh, I can't but stand it. Anyway. That's all I got. Since we didn't have an episode last week where I was going to tell you to go vote, <laughs> I have to retroactively... Shame everybody. Yes. <laughs> Not our listeners. Our listeners vote. They better. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. See ya.